Tanya for the 21st of Shvat, the first story. The famous Tamidich Hachamim, Rabbi Kiva Eger and Rabbi Yaakov of Lissa, the, the, the author of the Nesivos, they were once going for a walk together when they passed two young people that were sitting on a bench. And the two young people, they noticed these two big Tamidich Hachamim, but they entirely ignored them. They didn't, they didn't stand up, they didn't give them any form of respect. And Rekiva Eger was very surprised, and he and he and he told his he told his colleague Yaakov Lissa, famous Talmud Chacham as well, who authored many many svarim and is a big poskik of, of of the time. He told him that it says with the era before Mashiach, the chutzpah is going to strive. Um, that, look at this. We we walk past them, and the and the, the chutzpah that they just entirely ignore us. So Yaakov responded to him, he said, not yet. He said, when we'll be sitting on the bench, and then two young people are going to walk by, and they're going to demand that we step up, we stand up for them, that's when chutzpah is going to really be striving. That's going to be a real sign that chutzpah is striving, which is sad and interesting at the same time. The Tanya Sofa is talking about the unity that occurs when a person connects with something that's unified with God. So when a person connects with the will of Hashem, which is entirely connected to God, and that unity, that will, um, the mitzvahs are like a chariot to that, and we connect to the mitzvahs, well then we become entirely connected to God, because God's mitzvahs are entirely connected with God. Now we're going to say that when we, we do a mitzvah, we're connected with an external garment of Hashem. But... There's, there's deeper than that. There's another way to explain uh, a unity that occurs between ourselves and Hashem. And <coughs> so far in, in explaining this, this level of unity, we spoke about a chariot and a rider and a body of a soul. But the truth of the matter is, there is another unity, and this is a unity which we haven't really touched upon at great length yet. But now the Altar is going to start to explain it, and the Altar is going to um, explain it many more times throughout the... Tanya, and that is the idea of someone's, a unity that exists between Hashem and a person when that person's involved in learning Torah. So we just explained the unity that exists when a person puts a coin in a tzedakah push, when a person walks, and a person does an action, that action, that part of the body that's involved in the action is tremendously unified with God. But when a person thinks Torah in his brain or speaks Torah with his mouth, these are more, um, let's call them subtle garments and more innermost garments of, uh, of the godly soul. And therefore, the bond that exists is far, far greater, to, a, to in, at least in this degree. Especially the soul itself. When a person is learning Torah, whether it's thinking or saying, they're entirely fused with God, fused with Hashem's will, not just in the way of a speech, that, you know, the, the will of the, the wagon driver and the horses decides and orchestrates where the wagon actually turns. And the wagon can't say, I'm taking a left when the rider and the horses decide that they're taking a right. This is much deeper. When a person learns Torah, the divine soul and the expressions of the divine soul are entirely unified with God and Hashem's will. Because 
When a person um, learns Torah, they're connecting with Hashem's actual will itself. Not just an expression of Hashem's will, when a person actually does a mitzvah, we'll explain in a moment what the actual difference is, because it's, it's, a, it's a little nuance, but once, once it's explained, it becomes very obvious why mitzvahs and Torah are different when you connect, when you're doing one and the other, and why Torah is greater. When a person learns Torah, what's going on inside their brain is the will of God. They're not connecting with an expression of the will of God. They're actually connecting with the will of God. When we learn that something is kosher or something is forbidden, something is permissible, someone is redeemed in, in law, whatever, whatever the, the halakhic decision decides, when we learn those decisions, when we learn actual Torah, we connect with the will of God. Not an expression of how it should be orchestrated and then we go ahead and do it. Actually, what does God want from us? What is God's actual will? That's what we connect with. And all the combinations of the letters, whether it's in Torah, Nevim, and Kusuvim, the actual Torah itself is a revelation of God's actual wisdom and that unification that Torah has with God is entirely one. Like we learned at the very beginning of the Tanya, Hashem's will and Hashem's, Hashem's knowledge and Hashem's knowing and the subject that's known is entirely unified with God. In it's, it's God. And therefore, when we now learn Torah, we're completely connected with it. There's a great example that, that I've heard in, regards, in, in this regards when it comes to trying to explain the difference between the connection one has with Torah and the connection one has with mitzvahs. There's, well, there was once a king, and he wanted his servants to build a castle for him, and he drew up a blueprint of what the castle should actually look like. The servants then went ahead and did it. And the bystanders are trying to analyze how deeply connected were the servants to the king when they were doing the action. And this is the assessment, that when the servants are building the actual castles themselves, themselves they're involved in, they're, they're unified with the king, what the king wants, what the king's will is. But the actual bricks themselves, yes, they're connected to the king, the king, but not the same way as when the servants are reading the blueprints. When the servants are reading the blueprints, the will of the king is top of mind. It's their foremost priority and the, the connection they have with the will of the king because they're reading the blueprints. The king says, this is what I want. I want this wall to be over here. The unification that exists between the servants and the king's will in that moment when they're analyzing the blueprints is much deeper than when you analyze the actual castle. And the stones, you say, yeah, the, the king wanted the stone, of course, but it, the, 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 it's, a new, it's a nuanced idea, but the, the will is strong, most strongly expressed in the, actual, in the actual blueprints themselves, even though that's not even the finished product quite yet. The Torah, when we learn Torah, the connection we have with God's will is far greater than the mitzvahs, for that very reason. This is the reason why it's written, that Hashem and His Torah is fully one, and it's not just another organ, like mitzvahs are. When we learn Torah, it's something we're doing. We're doing that too. We have that connection as well. But the unity that exists between ourselves and Hashem, it's much stronger than just being merely an organ of the king. It's Torah and Hashem are one, and when we learn Torah, we connect with that. Thank you so much for, learning, for joining the Tanya, Tanya Nishmas.
Shimona Bas Persim, Hosriba Shonores Violet, Rufushlam Akurach Bas Eliza, Kelbas Hamish Bracha, Benaka Golda, Bushman Esther, Nenonasa Nisa Fushlema, and for the success of all the Jews around the world, especially those for the United States, and especially for the soldiers who are defending the Jewish people, have a wonderful and successful day. And